Liberty's leave policy was tremendous. Having the ability to take 16 weeks off, fully paid to bond with my child, was an incredible experience. At Liberty Mutual, you can find a career that supports you at every step, even baby steps. We offer up to 16 weeks parental leave for new moms and dads. And because not everyone's pathway to parenthood looks the same, we offer robust fertility, surrogacy, and adoption benefits too. Learn more at LibertyMutualCareers.com and pursue your tomorrow today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast on Tuesday. I'm Adam Weiner, alongside Thomas Carinante. Uh, we are back. We are ready to roll for a beautiful new week. And uh, thank God this is Tuesday and not Monday, because Monday's news was uh, nothing. Nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, uh, Mad Libs Yankees news. Chad Green to the Toronto Blue Jays. That just dropped about 20 minutes before this stream started rolling. We'll talk about how bothered we are. And we, we don't have the contract details yet, but they – can't be all in 2023 right like there's no way this is a one-year deal and they think chad green's going to be active available and ready to roll in september i find that unlikely unless he got the zach Britton tape which again did not work uh plus the new york yankees in another mad lib deal filled their assistant hitting coach role previously occupied by bam bam mulins who went to the rockies to be their primary hitting coach they filled his spot with brad wilkerson from the Montreal Expos, the Washington Nationals. At least he's got an extensive resume to back up his talk. Uh, no, he doesn't. I'm scanning it. It's not extensive. I just scanned it in one. I'm willing to believe. I don't think an assistant hitting coach is going to make or break the Yankees. But And Wilkerson's interview yesterday after they got him on the horn was fun. But he went out and got what he wanted. And I don't know how he got here. So we'll talk about it a little bit. Plus, uh, Jackson Frazier is a Texas Ranger. Again, that's the point in the offseason we're at. Jackson Frazier, who you remember as Clint Frazier, is a Texas Ranger now. Uh, but he's not only back in professional baseball, he's fighting with Randy Miller again. Uh, NJ.com's Randy Miller blocked me on Twitter's Randy Miller. Uh, we'll talk more about this. The situation just keeps getting weirder every time Clint Frazier tweets. So far, he's been brutally honest about it. I see no reason not to believe him, especially because, again, Randy Miller blocked me. Didn't want to didn't want any of that smoke. Just wanted to disappear from uh, didn't want me on his Twitter feed. So, you know what? I'll talk about you on this podcast, Randy. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, we got a new segment we're debuting. World news that Yankees fans care about. And I'll turn it over to Thomas Carinante for that one. Thomas, welcome to the podcast. 
Uh, bittersweet farewell to Chad Green. This does not feel like our oldest Chapman to the Royals, which was very funny. This is somewhere between funny and uh, kind of upsetting. I'm not worried about Chad Green, per se, and his one pitch. And I'm definitely not worried about Chad Green and his one pitch coming off Tommy John surgery. And I'm definitely not worrying about 2024 one year before I have to worry about it. But still, it would have been nice to see him go to the Dodgers, the team that always does this with injured relievers. Instead, he's a Blue Jay. Well, hey, we thought we would do this because you figured uh, 2023 would have been the league minimum guarantee since he's going to miss He's going to miss the whole year. He got Tommy John in the first week of June. Um, I don't think – I think at this point – just dropped if you want the details. What is it? Uh, it's a two-year, $8.5 million deal. 2024 is a conditional player option that can be exercised if the team declines a three-year club option. If both decline, the Blue Jays get a two-year club option at a higher salary. What? So that's for Mark Feinsand – uh, bizarro world contract, but it's mostly, uh, so it's, it's for two or three years and 2024 is where the substantial money is. If the Jays don't want, uh, <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, if, if the conditional player option gets declined and the Jays decline the third year option, then they have to pay fatter sum for 2024. Uh, right now it's, it's 4.25 and 4.25. Um, probably, although I'm sure it counts against the books differently. Whatever. They're paying a lot of money in 2024 for Chad Green next year, but could have him in 2025 as well. There you go. That's good for Chad Green, first of all. Um, yeah. Positive vibes now because uh, we're nice guys. But that's uh, it's a lot of money for someone who's been clearly a diminished asset for what? Three years now? I understand it's 2020. You look at the counting numbers in 2021, right? 3.12 ERA, 0.88 whip, 3.59 FIP. But if you were the average Yankees viewer, if you were tuned into all the games, if you watched all the late innings when Chad Green would come in, um, gave up far too many homers and extra base hits um, in the worst times possible. Yeah. Um, you have the Francisco Lindor homer um, against the Mets, which is pretty much that, that was that was the tipping point, I think, for many of us that year because he had given up he had given up so many home runs. Um, but yeah, that year he gave up fourteen bombs, um, and uh, his uh, strikeout numbers went down too. So thirty two strikeouts in twenty five and two thirds innings in the short in twenty twenty ninety nine strikeouts in eighty three and two thirds inning in, in uh, twenty twenty one. Um, the WHIP was good both of those years, but the strikeouts went down and. Um, the home runs went up. That's he's a two pitch pitcher. So if he's not locating the fastball, you got yourself a big problem. And I understand that Tommy John is actually not the worst thing ever for a reliever who specializes with throwing a fastball because you come back, you can maybe throw harder. Um, also, if it's your first Tommy John procedure, you're pretty much, you're usually in good shape for quite a while. So, and this is, couldn't be perfect timing for, Green, who's going into his age 32 season this year, I'll miss that. I guess he'll be back for age 33, assuming that all goes well. Um, but, man, that's a lot of money because Canely got, what, like $5.5 million with the Dodgers after his uh, Tommy John with uh, after the 2020 season. And I think, objectively, like Tommy Canely was more of a valuable reliever than Chad Green was. Like, 
just based on his arsenal and how he has a put, he has a clear put away pitch. It's an off speed pitch. Um, so that is that it's a bit, hey, look, the, uh, I looked at the blue Jays payroll too. They're losing a decent amount of pitchers after the 2023 season. So, I mean, if you think Chad green's fastball is going to come back with a vengeance and you can help him with his location, then, Hey, it's worth the money, but um, it's a decent gamble for a team like the blue Jays that hasn't really had trouble getting top guys to go there. What pisses me off about this is that they just keep going after players that we, they, they tried to go after Brett Gardner last year and he essentially told them to screw off and that he's not signing with anyone except the Yankees. Um, you know, last year, I don't, I think that it ended up being a blessing. We, we kind of wanted uh, you say Kikuchi to round off the rotation. Cause we need some help. Blue Jays swooped in, gave him like 30 million over three years. We were mad about that. They traded for Whit Merrifield who we've been calling for since like 2019. Um, they uh, went after went after Dalton Varsho this offseason, who was one of the targets for left field that we thought would fit in well. Um, and they're just always on the periphery of other guys that get linked to the Yankees. Um, I'm sure you got a couple off the top of your head, but I mean that this is – they brought Kevin Kiermeyer in this year, who's a Yankees agitator. There's the history there between um, uh, the Rays and the Yankees. So um, very weird. I know I, even Barrios, right? We were involved in the Barrios rumors and then they, oh, they traded a lot for him. And then they signed him to an extension. I think that ended up kind of being a mistake. They traded two top 10 prospects for him and then gave him, he's making like 20 mil a year for the next five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just always in our shit and I don't like it. I really, it's, it pisses me off. Well, George Springer, was yeah. an obvious troll move. Uh, they did sign Michael Brantley for like two seconds. That was weird, and they lost him. Uh, it's very 2013 to 15 Red Sox Yankees vibes. Uh, it's like the Yankees signing Jacoby Ellsbury and Stephen Drew and Tommy Lane, and like, hey, don't you remember that guy from the Red Sox? I'm sure he's good. And Chad Green fits squarely in the middle there. I think, again, any Yankee fan would tell you that Chad Green, when they unearthed him in 2015 as a starter, huge win. 2016, uh, no, sorry, 2016 is when uh, they unearthed Chad Green, and it's a huge win. Uh, he bounced back and forth. He had that really memorable start, coincidentally, against the Blue Jays that year where he ended up striking out like 11 or 12, and everyone's like, wait, what's going on here? Is Chad Green good? Uh, and then he was potentially the best reliever in baseball in 2017. Doesn't get talked about nearly enough because that bullpen was saved by David Robertson. You still had Chapman in the back end, but 69 innings across 40 games, 34 hits, 103 Ks, just 17 walks, 1.83 ERA, 1.75 FIP, and it was all fastball. It was very weird. And the whole year you were kind of like, why can't anyone hit this? Like, what's so special about this magic high fastball? But it just worked. The control was there. The command was there. 2018, just as good, 8-3, and 2.50, slightly fewer Ks, 94 and 75 and two-thirds. But I think 2021 is the boiling point of frustration for a lot of people. Uh, 14 homers is far too many uh, to allow in in 83 and two-thirds innings. As a reliever, you just can't be doing that. But what gets lost in the shuffle is 2019 was also brutal. Uh, There were large stretches where it worked for Chad Green, and by the time the postseason came around, he was quote-unquote back. But that was his fungible reliever year. That year he – remember the grand slam he gave up? in Anaheim to, I want to say Justin Bohr that turned like it, it was like, we were having this like the month of May, maybe like late April, May for Chad Green that year. We were were playing a game of like how big does the lead have to be for Chad Green not to fuck it up. 
And that game was like 8-2 or 8-3, and he gave up a grand slam in the eighth inning to Justin Bohr. like, all right, 8-7, you did it again. Well done, Chad. It was a hilarious pitch, too. It was like an 82-mile-an-hour fastball. There was, no, there was nothing, nothing yeah. on it. And he went back down to AAA after that. Like, that's what gets forgotten. It's not like Chad Green was. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Chad Green was a stalwart of uh, the Yankees bullpen from 2017 all the way down. Uh, Green, he had like a 70 RA that spring or or whatever it was. And, and 2019, he went down to Scranton uh, three games. He started them. I guess that's the way they could get him the most innings. Seven and a third innings, five hits, two runs, struck out 14. And they declared him back and brought him back up. But it got so bad in early 2019 he had like a seven or seven and a half year. They shot him to the minors. He figured it out again. But as Chad Green aged, the shelf life, you just don't know what the shelf life is for. It's not even an insult to call him a two, a two pitch pitcher is sort of being generous. It it was, yeah. I mean, how many outs did he record on that breaker? Like it was mostly just elevated fastballs. And, And so he was a two pitch pitcher, but only one of the pitches was exceptional uh, and, and there were so many moments in 2021 that made you want to tear your hair out. And and I think of the Kike Hernandez double, another game where he was like one strike away from yeah. saving the game at Fenway and, and gave up a two-run double off the wall. Um, just the things that you, you know, it, it, there is truth. We argued about Chad Green a lot on this show in 2021 because there there's truth in the fact that if a high, a high leverage reliever is going to lose more games in high leverage than a low leverage reliever. Like we're not stupid. We know that Chad Green finished more games than he didn't finish during his late tenure of being a high leverage guy in the Yankees bullpen. Like he wasn't failing 60 or 70% of the time. He wasn't failing all the time. But that said, when you're being entrusted with leads consistently, you need to deliver at a higher rate than 2021 Chad Green did. And our gripe was never with 2017 or 2018 Chad Green. It was with 2021 Chad Green. Pitchers change. Relievers, typically relievers get worse. The reliever trajectory is this for almost every reliever. Um, And best of luck to Kenley Jansen and 37-year-old Chris Martin in Boston because Red Sox fans think they have the best bullpen ever assembled this year. Relievers typically get worse. Red Sox signed a bunch of control guys who are like 34, 35, 36, 37. You know what happens? Control guys get hittable because the stuff gets worse. So we'll see if they all trip over the bridge at the same time. But Chad Green taught us that lesson in a very harsh way. And by last year, the Yankees had really run him down to the nub. And he needed Tommy John. It was awful timing. Happy for Chad Green that he got this payday because this is a serious payday. But people were lamenting the loss of Chad Green last year. Honestly, I feel like when the Yankees lost him, they lost a bullpen depth piece. But they did not lose an electric seventh, eighth inning guy. Uh, Michael King was the A number one loss of last offseason. And Michael King, if he comes back to full strength this year, is going to be Chad Green from 2017-18. Yeah. That's his it's his role. We, we're going to need Michael King for 90 to 100 innings. I don't know how long it's going to last, but that's what they need from him. And uh, I have no idea. I, uh, yeah, Tommy John, you're right, not a huge deal anymore. Not going to lose any. He, he will probably come back with the same velo, but he's going to need a runway to get right. He's probably not going to come back this year. It was not till midsummer that he had the surgery. So uh, the Blue Jays paid for 2024 and maybe yeah. 2025, depending on this strange contract. Only uh, I one more thing here before we get off green. The Yankees fucked Chad Green up, starting him for 15 games in 2019. He was coming off two seasons. He was like 
I mean, I don't know how you don't determine this one of the best relievers in the sport. He pitched 40 games in 2017, like you said, 1.83 ERA, 63 games in 2018, 2.5 uh, OERA. If you uh, you average the whips together, sub one whip, he struck out 197 batters in 103 games. And then you move him into an opener role because the Rays are doing some fucking weird shit that you're trying to replicate. And that's what it was about at that point. And look, same thing that happened with Michael King. They kept jerking him around between the rotation and the bullpen. And last year, he finally latched on and, and figured out his role. They better not do it again. People were talking about it when Frankie Montas went down. Oh, yeah, Michael King should saw it in the rotation. He absolutely should not. Nope. They should not do it. Stay where you are. You saw what happened to Chad Green, even though, you know, it was 20, uh, like we said, 29, his, 20, his 2021 was solid, but the, the amount of times that he – you know, made you slam your butt cheek shut every time you had to watch the Yankees was uh, incredibly frustrating. Um, and 2020, the shortened season, you know, it was, it was kind of out the window for everybody, but you saw everything diminish after they decide out of 54 games that he pitched, he started 15 of them. That means 30% of his outings were something he wasn't ever really accustomed to his, aside from his rookie year, when he started eight games out of 12, which was like, He's just coming up. They're trying to fill innings. They're trying to figure it out. So this is the Yankees' fault once again. I don't know why you did that. Um, hopefully what won't be their fault is bringing in Brad Wilkerson as an assistant hitting coach. Um, cool. My So I don't know anything about Brad Wilkerson except for uh, when I used to play MLB The Show back in the day, he was uh, he was he was a catcher in that game, and I somehow came across him more times than I could have. Maybe that was that. That what this is for. The MLB, the show back in the day, was preparing me for this moment to tell you who Brad Wilkerson is. But then I go to his baseball, baseball reference page, and he was pretty good. I don't know why his career ended after eight years. Do we have any more information on that? Because I didn't really look it up. But hit two forty seven, OPS seven ninety, OPS plus of one hundred five in nine hundred seventy two career games. He had one, two, three, twenty home run seasons. One year where he hit nineteen home runs. 32 bombs with the final yeah. year of the Montreal Expos. A certified Rookie of the year runner-up with the Expos in 2002. Like, what happened here? Did he get injured and we didn't know about it? Did he just say, fuck it, I want to do something else? But um, I think the skills eroded pretty quickly. Uh, he he signed on with the Phillies two years after his final Major League AB and tried to do a spring training comeback and mm. didn't work, and that was that. But, yes, an oddball 2000s uh mlb star is now in the yankees dugout for some reason very interesting and he's only 45 years old feel like he would have been older than that absolutely not um yeah i don't know i guess we have to go back and see where the success was that he had elsewhere it was jackson state jackson <laughs> jacksonville jacksonville so what what i loved uh about the brad wilkerson story and i i guess i love it i don't know i'm trying to love it who, who knows um, Brad Wilkerson called in uh, for a Zoom yesterday. I did an interview with the Yankees brass. Uh, mm. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you fine folks. Not on my radar uh, as an assistant hitting coach. No. I kind of honestly forgot that we even had an assistant hitting coach vacancy. But we did. Uh, so Brad Wilkerson is not going to be implementing the Brad Wilkerson method this year. He will not be taking over Yankees operations. They're still going to go with hit strikes hard. Uh, Brad has any suggestions, then I'm sure he'll be allowed to chime in. But it's not like he's taking over and uh, throwing uh, the, the other fellows out of the way. Um, but Brad Wilkerson on, on that Zoom call, 
said that the Yankees called him about 10 days ago to, to talk to him about an opportunity. And he said he'd only be interested in a big league coaching opportunity. Again, Brad Wilkerson, uh, whose recent career trajectory went from uh, first ever Washington Nationals team, the 2005 Nats, uh, one of the last Expos stars out of Major League Baseball after 2008. Then uh, was a, he coached high school. Uh, so he's basically the baseball Jeff Saturday. He coached Team USA, uh, USA Baseball. He was named the Volunteer Coach of the Year in 2014 by that organization. A lot of youth baseball work. Went to Jacksonville University. Has spent three years there. Not Jackson State. Not the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville U. Mm. 2021, he led them to an Atlantic Sun Conference Championship as a offensive-minded coach, I guess. Yeah. That offense, hope that offense was good. The, the team was good enough to win the A-Sun. Hope the offense was good. And then Brad Wilkerson. So that's Brad Wilkerson's entire resume. Uh, he was also named a Kentucky Colonel in 2006. I don't know what that entails. Uh, maybe the best, uh, you know, do a little mashing bourbon with your feet. Um, not sure, <laughs> but he was named Ducky Colonel, so he's got that going for him. Uh, I'm not anti-Brad Wilkerson. I just don't – I don't see the resume. So the Yankees better believe in what they're seeing. And, and the quote uh, that I'm only interested in a big league coaching opportunity, the ball's on you to demand a spot in the major league. If the Yankees had said – Brad, these Zooms with you have been an incredible time. And we would love for you to be working with us at Double A Somerset. And Brad Wilkerson from Jacksonville University and a certified Kentucky colonel would have said, no deal. I do not want to join the New York Yankees. That is the the stones on this fella. So for oh. me, Brad Wilkerson in the Yankees dugout, uh, he's always been a high OBP guy. That's what he said to Brian Hoke as well. Quote, I was always a guy that was a pretty patient hitter, aggressive but patient. Biggest thing for me is you got to get a good pitch to hit. Hit it hard when it comes. Name dropping that hit it hard probably went a long way with the Yankee staff. I, I, I'm I not shit-talking Brad Wilkerson. I hope he comes on the pod. I'm excited. It's it's a great time to remember the name Brad Wilkerson. Well, not something I expected to see, especially because wasn't Eric Hinsky in the running for a while. Like, he's been a hitting coach. Yeah. And that would have been, like, a more normal – it's the last coach on the bench. Yeah. I guess the Yankees didn't want to, you know – throw it to a guy who's already experienced and they they like what they see in Wilkerson and maybe he's a future big league hitting coach maybe he's a guru the best hitting coaches over time have all been uh randos <laughs> Ted Williams one of the worst managers ever could not teach anybody how to hit because he would say well, what the fuck are you doing why are you so bad and they would be like help me get better and he'd be like just do it do what I'm doing be Ted Williams and they're like I can't you're Ted Williams uh, you know, you have to have a lesser level of talent and maybe Brad Wilkerson is, is that guy. He did hit again, 30 bombs for the 2004 Montreal Expos. I just didn't expect to be talking about him this week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No, it's great. I well, look, the, the other part of this is that the Yankees do need Somebody they needed somebody outside, you know, after uh, Hensley Mullins left because Casey Dykes is my age and he's never played professional baseball. And Dylan Lawson is also never played professional baseball and is, I think, still in his 30s. So not that age uh, being that young makes you less qualified. It's just like you need kind of someone who's been seasoned and played the game for a little while, I think, to get in the ear of major league players to provide some perspective. And I, I don't know. I, it's like, it's like having the teacher's assistant talk to you in college and you're just like, fuck off, dude. I want to, you know, I'm here for office hours with the professor. Um, but I mean, him saying he would only do a major, that reminds me of like Job into rest of development when he tells Stan Sitwell to fuck off with the deal. And he knows nothing about business. He's just, I'm not taking that deal. You suck. And he's like, Oh, you're right. It was a shitty deal. Job. That's really, Really good. You know, we'll take you on board at Sitwell, you know, come uh, full-time job for you. Um, so I like that he had the confidence, especially because he was doing, he was a high school coach and then he was at Jacksonville university. So um, the resume doesn't speak to New York Yankees esque. Uh, that's not the, that's not the kind of people the Yankees necessarily go after, but Hey, if they like the attitude, if they like the energy, that's all that really matters. And again, former big leaguer had success um, is clearly is clearly somebody who impressed to the point where they think he can influence major league players and not that there's anything against what the Yankees are doing now, but you need that. They revamped Aaron Boone's coaching staff last year because they thought they needed more. They either needed more of it or they needed a better version of it. So when they cleaned house and brought in all these other people, they thought that they were kind of changing the dynamic. This probably leans into it a little bit. Um, 
hopefully it works out. But, hey, props to Brad. It's a story to tell forever. Yankees came up and asked for a job, and you you demanded what you wanted, and they said, sure, we'll give it to you. Um, it had I, people wondering if he was, like, Aaron Boone's boy, which, like, he might be. Could be. I, I mean, maybe. What's an assistant hitting coach? Again, like, he's not going to be the difference maker. No one's going to be like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but Brad's telling me something totally different. I think I'm going to pivot in a major way and just listen to Brad Wilkerson. Um, so I, I don't know. But, like, maybe Aaron Boone needs a friend. Maybe he needs a bench coach. Uh, it's been a while since he's had his boy by his side. Remember Josh Bard was here and, and now is yeah. gone. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Anything, any call me reassuring, reassuring presence is great. Uh, but I did not, I did not expect to wake up yesterday and get that Brad Wilkerson push notification. No way. Um, also, what we didn't expect is to hear about Jackson Frazier again in two different again. capacities. Again. again. I don't – man. So, last year, he signed the deal with the Cubs, and then the series when the Cubs were coming to the Bronx for the first time since, like, what, 2016 or something. It was exciting. We were ready. I was there. I had tickets in the right field bleachers, ready to go. And then – he was at MSG on the, the the night before they were going to play, and then the Cubs announced they DFA'd him right before the Yankees series, before they were going to the Bronx. Didn't return to any team that year, I don't think. I don't know if he latched on anywhere or was playing for anybody. I thought he was just floating around from July until, like, the middle of June until the end of the season. Um, so you haven't heard anything about him since the middle of the summer. Then... <laughs> Random Rangers tweet over on Friday, I think it was. They announced a slew of minor league signings. There were some other crazy names on there too. Ian Kennedy. What? Ian Kennedy, Ian another Kennedy. former Yankee. Danny um, Duffy. Danny Duffy, who hasn't pitched since the uh, since the first half of 2021. Danny um, Duffy, the Ben Rort vet of pitching. Yes. Uh, Dodgers traded for him at the deadline in 2021. He had a forearm issue, never came back. They signed him for 2022. The forearm issue needed surgery. His rehab went off the rails, didn't pitch again. Now they're trying it. Okay, good for them. And then Clint Jackson Frazier right on there, hanging out in the in the uh, minor league invites to spring training. Um, and his name goes back in the news cycle, of course. What does that mean? Yankee fans are paying attention. Yankee fans are always on top of what our former players are doing. And then, and then Jackson, our boy, revisits all this old, old beef with Yankees writer uh, Randy Miller of NJ.com. Well, did um, you see what Randy Miller's article about I Jackson read it. Okay. So uh, he went after Randy Miller again. They hate each other, right? So it's not like a surprise that he went after Randy Miller. But he signs with the Rangers, no harm, no foul. All of us, I think, we all know at this point what happened with Jackson Frazier's Yankees career. Was supposed to be the future and left, was supposed to be a bat first left fielder, got himself a concussion in 2018 that he took a year to recover from, recovered. 2019, he was pretty good. 2020, he was a superstar. 2021, banged his head again, more concussion after effects, never really came back. Went to the Cubs last year, couldn't latch on. Sad story. Uh, clearly things beyond his control stopped him from being a star offensive player in the Bronx. Was he brash? Did he dance to the beat of his own drum? Yes. I'm sure the people in the Yankees front office didn't love that either. So I'm not here to say 
man, everyone with the Yankees should have loved Jackson Frazier because I don't know. I wasn't there, and maybe he was doing some things behind the scenes that rankled them too. But he did not become the player he should have become because of so many things beyond his control. And ripping on him is fashionable and it's nonsense, right? There's no reason for Yankee fans or especially professional writers to rip on Jackson Frazier at this point. We wrote about it and we wrote about exactly what I just said. I just word vomited our story on Jackson Frazier. It was, he signs with the Rangers. Isn't that exciting? Unexpected. Forgot about him. His Yankee career got weird. Remember, it was weird. Randy Miller's article about that was entitled Yankees cast off Clint Frazier settles for minor league deal after brutal and bizarre 2022. How is that an accredited media member and not a blog? Like, how is that not the barstool headline? Also, on top of everything, he has specifically said he wants to be called Jackson Frazier now. And it's tough to get used to. And for SEO purposes, you need to put Clint Frazier in your headline. So a lot of people are doing Clint parentheses, Jackson Frazier. That's what we're doing. Randy Miller goes with Clint. Because he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, you're Clint. Tell me what you want to be named. Uh, who cares? I don't care. You're Clint. So then, uh, Frazier, who, to be perfectly fair, his Twitter handle still says Clint Frazier. Uh, so I, I don't fully know what's going on there. But yeah. uh, he, he's, he's active on Twitter, right? He's active on Twitter. He wakes up the next day and tweets, woke up to another Randy Miller article about me, crying, laughing face. He has me blocked, unfortunately. Ever since the day you tried to put your hands on me in our locker room and your job was in limbo because of that, you've become obsessed with me. Tough way to live your life, Randy. Now, we know they had words and beef. Clint told a story on the Barstool podcast after leaving New York about Randy Miller uh, stalking him in the minors and, and writing negative, weird stories about him. And this goes back to 2017. There's a really nice story. that Clint gave Randy Miller access and he wrote about, like, family tragedy like the the backstory of clint that you never knew um and somehow the relationship turned sour and by 20 uh 21 i think spring training miguel and duhart made an error on a play he was playing first base out of position randy miller asked him his first question in the scrum why what the heck uh, happened on your defense on that play at first base and clint jackson frazier walked by and said tip shocker under his breath and Randy Miller, like, oh, shocker that you'd bring up this negative thing first before asking any other questions. Randy, of course, also is now is is drawn uh, his is he put his lasers on Jason Dominguez. He's been writing about how anonymous scouts say Jason Dominguez is lazy and anonymous scouts say Jason Dominguez tried to sleep with my wife and whatever. So Randy has a new target, but he's, <laughs> he's known mostly for negativity, especially surrounding prospects, people who don't really have the riches means to fight back. Uh, and so apparently what we knew about that incident in the locker room is that Randy charged over to Frazier and started screaming at him. And then was the players took a vote and said, no more Randy Miller in the locker room. And Frazier obviously isn't on the team anymore. Doesn't know if he's allowed back in the locker. room. That's what we know. What we did not know was what Frazier told us this week that he tried to put his hands on him. Presumably the same incident. Presumably he's just using flowery language to describe the same day. But if not, there's, but a different day when Randy Miller tried to throw hands in the Yankees locker room with Frazier. Uh, I think better for both parties that Frazier is no longer a Yankee, but I still can't believe how much animosity there is going on between him and Miller. And he accused Randy Miller of having a female burner account in the past that tweets like 
Trump stuff and also tweets at Frazier all day. I don't, I can't firmly accuse Brandy Miller of having a woman profile picture Twitter burner that harasses Clint Frazier. But I can tell you that Clint Frazier thinks that that is happening. So uh, we'd love to talk to Randy about it, but I'm also blocked. Uh, I don't know why. I've never I don't want to talk to Randy about this, dude. That's the same guy who staked his entire career on saying Aaron Judge was going to the Giants. He was that was going to be his big break. Yes. Um. Good God, what even? How people get fired for so much less? How do you get into a near physical altercation with a player and still have a job? <laughs> if that, I mean, you know, again, we don't know what's true, but. We've heard this now in various forums, whether it was Clint Frazier on a podcast, on social media, or, you know, kind of the recount of this being aggregated elsewhere. Has Randy Miller responded to any of this? I would probably respond to it. Yeah. At some point, if someone's accusing me of someone, a high profile person, if someone, some moron burner accounts accusing you of something, you obviously leave it alone. But Clint Frazier going, going klepto on his Twitter account and talking with the Barstool guys about this stuff, like, good God. Well, I mean, how could we possibly live without Randy Miller's incredible Yankees content if he were to lose his job? <laughs> content like Yankees Jason Dominguez, quote, looks considerably worse repeating low A, Scout says, published on May 8th, 2022. Of course, Jason Dominguez last year went on to hit like 275 with a 376 OBP and hit three home runs in a five-game playoff series, double A at the end of the year, and is also 19 years old. More uh, what it's like watching Yankees' Jason Dominguez, who has, quote, makings of a future superstar. That mm. was from last year. Sounds like Randy really soured on Jason Dominguez and uh, found a scout who just wants to write all day long. Yeah, scout on Yankees' Jason Dominguez, not hustling in Arizona Fall League. That was Randy's uh, final yeah. the Jason Dominguez puzzle last year. Um, he followed him to Arizona, a teenager, and was like, hmm, didn't run hard in the 95-degree Arizona sun after his first full season in the, in the full season minors. Great. I think I'll write about this. And then I think I'll go back and charge three Jack and Cokes to NJ.com and get a foot massage at uh, the hotel Dell Randy Miller in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, yeah. Great guy. And, and again, uh, if you're choking and fighting players in the locker room, maybe it's, maybe it's time to consider a different career choice. There's gotta be more careers where you can harass teenagers, right? Public school. <laughs> Uh, high school beat writer yeah, high school beat writer. The, those, Dude, that's those, the easiest. those are great positions to get your start that i've heard yeah um my god this is i i, I can't get over this hey, look we're in the clicks business we know what drives clicks uh randy might be going a little too far to the to the dark side of how you have to get people on your website yeah. um flip-flopping on jason dominguez like that guy's 19 years old that Clint Frazier headline's crazy. We've written some crazy headlines in our day. Uh, can't be, can't be doing this as time goes on. You got to learn by trial and error. Um, what else can we learn, guys? Uh, off season's quiet. What's going on? Really, nothing. You got, you got a Chad Green signing here that's leading the top of the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're gonna try and explore the rest of the world. See how certain news relates to Yankees fans um, or even people in the tri-state area because we do have some stuff. Uh, One thing I did want to talk about because we know uh, a lot of Yankees Twitter is – or at least a decent portion of it is is Italian. Our folks – They are. They they love their – and even if they're not Italian, 
I'm half Italian. I think people probably don't know that, but my uh, my mom's side is uh, is full Italian. So yeah, it's, it's, that's it's awesome. More, it's more than you think. Yeah, and if they don't, they're from New York or they're from New Jersey or they're from Connecticut, and there's a large influence of Italian food over here. <laughs> At the end of December, Ronzoni, the pasta brand, snuck in during the holidays. They did this. They snuck in that they were discontinuing pastina. And uh, I need to know the demographic of the podcast. What ages are, are listening here? Because if you're if you're in the 30 to 50 range, you know how big of a deal pastina is. It's comfort food. Mom and grandma used to make it for you when you were sick. Essentially like Italian peasant food. The stuff that people love to eat when, you know, they're they're hanging out and trying to trying to chill. They discontinued pastina and now there's like this and and people went nuts on Twitter and I didn't see it until like a week or two ago. Um but we do have good news here because it was only this company discontinuing it and I kept reading about it cuz everyone thought that it was going away altogether. There is another kind of pasta that is like pastina, but it's not quite like it because the pastina is like the little stars Mm -hmm. um, and they're really cute. It's actually a really cute pasta. You have like the tennis racket pastas, you have the the wheel pastas, and these were the uh, little uh, miniature stars. But it's only Ronzoni who's doing this, guys. So there's other a couple other brands you can get it from. Um, So if you're going to shop for pasta, just boycott Ronzoni. Go to DiCecco, great pasta. Um, uh, uh, we can't do Barilla because they're a Chick Fil A situation where they're like, yeah, they're like really? homophobic. Yeah, Barilla's homophobic. How do you um, have homophobic pasta? What yeah, <laughs> I mean we have homophobic chicken. So Barilla comes out saying, uh, "Hey, we see some of you guys doing uh, eating spaghetti. You guys realize how much you, you see what your mouth's doing when you do that? Don't do that so much." Uh, so I know. Look. I know that the the hysteria over the the pastina I think needs to be downplayed a little bit because we still we still got some brands out there that that we can go after. Um, so food wise, that's what we got for today. Um, we didn't talk. We obviously didn't talk yesterday. We delayed the podcast today. Um, we have a Super Bowl matchup, mm-hmm. Super Bowl set, and this does affect New York Yankees fans or New York fans. Oh yeah, guess who's in the fucking Super Bowl? The Philadelphia Eagles. And guess whose city's biggest building fucking bragged about it? New York City and this stupid Empire State building. Well, they did do the Chiefs colors, which is, I think, fair. Yeah, of course. But who is that? Who's that for? I feel it, would, yeah. would Philadelphia do Giants blue and red and white if we made the Super Bowl? No. Which, again, it's it's we're not f- so far. We're we're not on the upper echelon. I think the right four teams made the conference championship games. But the Giants have the coach of the year and made the second round of the playoffs with uh, basically no talent. They, yeah. they don't have talent on the team. And they only uh, were one uh, you know level away from making the NFC title game. So to celebrate the Eagles, uh, rings, rings hollow. I'm not going to get angry at a building. Like Mike Vaccaro wrote an old man yells at cloud column that was like, damn you building, what happened to our civic pride? And I'm not going to be like, you know, I, I derive almost no pride from the Empire State Building. When I walk past it, I don't shed a single tear. That said, uh, it's I, I guess it's a shame that the the story probably would have gotten buried if the Chiefs game had been first, right? Because if it had yeah. gone red and white for the Chiefs, people would have been like, oh, the building's doing a nice thing. And then if the Eagles had won, they would have been like, begrudgingly, I guess the building had to do it. In fact, the Eagles went first. They were like, 
you, you're just doing this of your own accord? Nobody asked you? You put the Eagles on this building? What are you doing? You think they accidentally did it and then were like, fuck, now we got to do the Chiefs? The, well, uh, well, there's also the possibility that they just did the Chiefs to cover for themselves. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Because, I mean, look, New York is the epicenter of the world, so when you say would Philadelphia ever do that, no, because Philadelphia is of minute importance in terms of you know, when you're talking about international cities. It's not, it's not, it's not one. Imagine Milwaukee saluting the New York Giants Super Bowl. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> weird. Um, this is related directly to the Yankees, and I just saw it pop up on Twitter. Um, the Athletic gave the Yankees a B offseason grade. The Blue Jays got a fucking B plus. Mm. The Astros got a B plus. What do they give the Red Sox? That's what's important to me. C minus. Oh, okay, great. So they didn't JMO because yeah. Red Sox Twitter right now is a crazy place. Do not get yourself involved with Red yeah, Sox. Twitter. It's bad. Uh, they a lot of delusion have reversed course entirely. For yeah, they're either uh, fully in boycott mode, like the people who screamed at the winter weekend, or they think this is the second coming of Christ. Red Sox team. I saw a prominent Red Sox Twitter account tweet. Uh, like, I don't know, guys. I'm just telling you. I'm more excited about the 2023 team than I was for 2022 or 2021. And I wanted to grab the Twitter account by the shoulders and be like, you weren't excited for 2021 because in 2020, you finished with the fourth fucking worst record in the league. You were the worst team in baseball in 2020. So no shit you weren't excited for 2021. And then you came out of nowhere and obviously went to the AL. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The, the Red Sox... 
uh, fix their bullpen with a bunch of aging relievers. Justin Turner's probably going to be pretty okay. And Mastaki Yoshida is going to be very good at hitting singles and hitting 12 homers. But Bogart's gone. J.D. Martinez gone. Nate Evaldi gone. Michael Waka probably gone. Uh, Corey Kluber is your number two starter. We know he stinks. Uh, he won't be your number two starter for more than a month because he can't pitch more than 40 straight innings without uh, shoulder scapula falling off. And your shortstop is Adalberto Mondesi. No Trevor Story. Um, Christian Arroyo and Kike Hernandez and Adam Duvall in center field. It's a weird baseball team. And uh, it, it's going to hit. Red Sox always managed to hit, but the offense looks worse than last year. And the pitching is bad. So IDK. Uh, they could dead cat bounce like they've done in the past. But Rafael Devers gets extended and literally Red Sox Twitter is like, what are you talking about? We never said we were boycotting the team. We never said we were not going to buy tickets. Are you kidding me? We have Adam Duvall and Yoshida, who Fangraph says is going to be a top 10 player in Major League Baseball. Uh, inexplicably. Remember, we all agreed that was a massive overpay. And now uh, that's, again, Red Sox Twitter told spent the whole weekend telling me, no, it wasn't an overpay, dude. Like the Red Sox just – other teams are mad that the Red Sox cut the line and got the job done. It's like other teams were offering $60 million. You spent $110 million. It's an overpay. I hope it works out for you. You can pay whatever you want for good players. I mean, I hope it doesn't work out for you. But uh, you jumped the line because you outbid everybody by $50 million. It's not like uh, Yoshida was like, uh, Padres, what do you want to pay me? 60 mil. Red Sox, what do you want to pay me? 60 mil. Great. Don't negotiate with anybody else and go to the Red Sox. He was like, Red Sox, what do you want to pay me? They were like, $110 million. And he went to Scott Forrest. And Scott Forrest was like, <laughs> what? And then he took that money. That is uh, not... Uh, something that other executives were, quote, pissed about Boston Twitter. And now I'm back. I I made a New Year's resolution to continue hating the Red Sox, but to care less about what their fans say on a day-to-day basis. Not going to be tweeting about it anymore. Trying on a new persona. They're insufferable. Literally, they had the worst offseason in baseball, then extended Rafael Devers, and now they've decided that, like, honestly, hi, I'm some sneaky moves. Uh, They've also decided that that people didn't just boo him at the winter weekend thing. I would straight up gaslit about that. I felt like I had a bad Boston boyfriend. They were like, we didn't, they were like, oh, the tenor of our offseason change, we extended a cornerstone. Like, and you're acting like that's not a huge deal. And I was like, a week ago, you booed the GM and ownership off the stage. That was after the Devers extension. And the guy was like, oh, just a couple of people booing at an event. Like, and you're using that to represent all Red Sox fans. I was like, you used a couple of people booing Aaron Judge to represent all Yankees fans. You fucking loser. So, yeah, I am going to do that. Uh, but also, there is a difference. And I don't know if you know this. But there is a difference between Yankee fans watching bad baseball in the playoffs and taking out their frustration at the air. There's a difference between that and Red Sox fans paying money. Admit me. One ticket, please. To an event in a casino in the middle of Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> like, paying admission just to sit in the crowd and yell Dave Dabrowski at High and Bloom and jeer him and jeer John Henry. And John Henry, by the way, said we're raising ticket prices at that event. He said, we're raising ticket prices because that's how you get good players. And the whole crowd is like, uh, boo. And that was a week ago. And now you're telling me that that's a vocal minority. Okay. There are enough Red Sox fans who are angry that they're buying tickets to an event just to yell at ownership and management. So don't tell me that didn't happen. And uh, clearly that was a four minute rant. My new year's resolution going great. Yeah, do we uh, reset the clock now to well tonight? Tomorrow's a new month, so we could just maybe it'll be uh, maybe it'll be an eleven month thing instead of a twelve month thing for you. Um, 
I love to do them. I mean, I, I don't want to. And again, it's my New Year's resolution literally to stop. Uh, and I started that rant by saying I'm never doing one of these again. And then there, there we go, four minutes later. Uh, just don't lie to me. Just don't lie to me, Boston. I, I know you're optimistic because you have no reason to be pessimistic because shit just works out for you. You could uh, step in dog crap and then the mayor will walk around the corner and be like, you just became the one millionth resident to step in dog crap. Here's the key to the city. Uh, so I understand why you're optimistic, but don't pretend like you weren't threatening boycott like two weeks ago. And if you don't agree with the popular Boston media types like Carabas and his friend Steve Loser uh, and Bill Simmons and you were never going to boycott, then that's great. Congrats on being smarter than everybody else. That's like I tweeted over the weekend. Uh, what's his name? Steve Peralt tweeted like, man, I never appreciated the Patriots going to eight straight AFC title games when it was happening. And I quote tweeted it with, I guarantee that no Boston fan accurately appreciated that while it was happening. And somebody I know tweeted, I appreciated it. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Congrats on being smarter than everybody else. We're really proud of you. <laughs> congratulations on understanding the magnitude of eight AFC championships before it even happens. Yeah, congrats um, on your big brain. That's awesome. <laughs> so back to the grades, because this is where I'm a little bit confused. We can only spend, we, we only need to spend a minute on this. Uh, each beat writer gave their team a grade. So Chris Kirscher gave the Yankees a B, but maybe we have to reevaluate who writes for the Pirates, the Rays, and the Royals because they all got Bs. What do the Royals do this offseason? They so- they signed Jordan Lyles. <laughs> and enrolled this Chapman. And enrolled this Chapman, and they traded Alberto Mondesi. What did the Rays do this offseason to earn a B? They – Extended everybody and signed Zach Eflin. They did have a couple of uh, contract. They had Jeffrey Springs contract extension, Yandy Diaz. Zach Eflin's not a good signing. That's the largest free agency signing in the history of the franchise, and he's not a good – he's a fine pitcher. Pete Fairbanks, a cool – Pete Fairbanks extension, yeah. But that one only eight arbitration years, I thought, so that doesn't even really count. And they traded G-Man to the Pirates. They're giving the Pirates and Rays – What did the Pirates do? The G-Man trade. What have the Pirates done this offseason? Carlos Santana and G-Man and uh, not trading Brian Reynolds. Yeah, what, yeah, what, how, is that, how is that the same as the Yankees signing the, this, the, the best left-handed pitcher on the mar- – oh, they signed Rich Hill too. Can't forget Pirates about that. Pirates signed an Andrew McCutcheon bump. They got a homecoming uh, happy joy thumbs up. Did uh, the Fangraph's projections for the Pirates, it was Seaver projections said they were going to win 83 games this year. So if they really went from like 62 wins to 83 in a season, then I guess they deserve a B. But the Yankees literally faced a future without Aaron Judge, brought him back at a discount, considering we know the Padres wanted to pay him $420 million, named him captain, signed the best left-handed pitcher on the market, arguably signed the best pitcher on the market, depending on how you feel about 40-year-old Justin Verlander. I'm pretty happy with Carlos Rodon. Brought Anthony Rizzo back. And sign Tommy Canley. So I guess you, I, I would dock them for not getting a left fielder. And I would, but when you do that, you're retroactively docking them, right? You're downgrading them for the Josh Donaldson IKF trade last year. We already graded that. So you can't keep grading them poorly for something that happened, a sunk cost from the past. So I would give them a B plus, knock them down from an A minus because they did have to do that judge deal and clog up so much of their payroll with judge and they don't have a left fielder. So B plus. I'm not even mad about the B I'm mad how everybody else. It's like, 
It's like a fucking curve on a middle school test. What is the curve here? How are all these other teams? How do the Blue Jays have a B plus? They got rid of. They replaced Teoscar Hernandez and um, Lords Guriel Jr. with Kevin Kiermeyer and Dalton Varsho. That's a downgrade. Whether you whether you agree with how well that they were able to patch that up because of maybe the the impending financials or the fact that their value wasn't any was as high as it was going to get and they wanted to capitalize on it like that is that that that's that's downgrading offensively so you you've technically gotten worse they they signed Chris Bassett and lost Ross Stripling so that would be an upgrade um that would be an upgrade and they didn't do really anything else beyond that aside, you know, the, they had the, the trades that I had just talked about. So they're just bringing back and Brandon belt that I mentioned him, Brandon belt is here. Brandon belts on the blue Jays. Um, I don't know how he's going to be utilized because the blue Jays again, already had a full lineup before this. So um, you essentially move George Springer out of center field because you don't want him there because you're afraid he's going to get injured. You replace him in center field with Kevin Kiermeyer, who missed pretty much all of last year with injuries. Um, and now you have an entirely new outfield with positional, you know, where everybody is positionally. Um, so I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know how that's a B plus you downgraded the offense and you, I guess, upgraded the pitching with that with Merrifield returns, but that's not again, that's not an off season move. Mm-hmm. So just very, very confusing. Signing Aaron Judge to the contract that he wanted is a gigantic victory because any team could have had him and more teams offered him money and he decided to come back to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, getting Carlos Rodon, I think, in general and at the price you got him is great. And then getting Tommy Canely after his resurgent end to the season with the Dodgers and also having him accept less money to – uh, from uh, having him decline more money from the Red Sox to come to the Yankees. And then the Yankees staying strong on the trade market. I think that they're outside with Brian Cashman. Get mad at me. I don't care. He stood pat on the trade market for good reason, because every single one of these prices was high. You read about the trade for Miguel Rojas. People are confused by that. The Yankees needed a backup infielder, shortstop, utility guy, whatever, in a better version um, maybe than IKF and perhaps cheaper. Miguel Rojas was cheaper. Dodgers traded a top 15 prospect for that, and people don't agree with it. Um, you look at uh, the Varsho trade, many think that the Diamondbacks won that deal based on, you know, you got Lords Gurriel Jr., who's an everyday starter, very good, very good baseball player. And then you get a top, I, uh, um, the catcher they gave up. What's his name? Uh, Gabriel Moreno. Yeah, Gabriel Moreno was a top, I think, like 15 prospect in all of baseball. Yeah, number two catcher behind Alvarez on the Mets. Yeah. But last time I checked. And then you have the Brian Reynolds stuff, which was obviously, yes, you need a left fielder. You need an additional outfielder. That's great. You are not paying an exorbitant price just to fill one gap, upend the entire trade market, and then put an inordinate amount of pressure on a newcomer who's supposed to fill the gap it almost, you know, flawlessly because of now the expectations. So I think that's a win for the Yankees too. They didn't budge on the trade market. They largely have the team that they want. And now they have the oppor- they have the ability and opportunity to be flexible at the trade deadline when the time comes. 
Um, so maybe it's a B. That's fine with me, but all these other teams getting a B's or some of these other teams getting higher grades than the Yankees. Like Padre, what did the Padres do this offseason? Did I miss what the Padres did? Xander, Xander Bogarts? Oh, yeah. I did miss that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a point. <laughs> I'm down with the Padres. Oh, I'm sorry, not the Padres. I'm an idiot. The Astros, they signed Jose Abreu. They lost, their, they lost the Cy Young winner. Yeah. They lost the American League Cy Young winner, and they didn't replace him with anybody. How is that – if you're dinging the Yankees on saying, oh, well, you know, you re-signed Aaron Judd, so that's not like a I, – I understand people – it's not a free agency move. You re-signed a guy. Okay, great, but what happens if I lose that guy? Then my team is exponentially worse, and there's no there's no direct replacement for him. You the Astros lose... also went all offseason long without a GM and signed yeah. people Brantley and Rafael Montero. They overpaid for Rafael Montero? They didn't have a G- they they fired a GM who got them who got them to the World Series twice. Um they brought back Christian Vasquez, which he was bad for them. No, he's a twin now. They didn't even do that. They didn't even do that. You're right. So what am I even doing here? They lost Verlander to the Mets. They signed Abreu. They signed Montero. They lost Mancini. They lost uh Diaz. They lost Vasquez. I hate the Astros, but this has nothing to do with my hatred of the Astros. This is objectively has to do with what what did you do this offseason that garnered a B plus? A B plus is a good grade. You know, I was kind of pumped to get like 88s on my test back, like yeah. fist pump. This is not an 88. This is not I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna say they get, you know, a, a, C, a D or anything, but like I think a C plus is a fair grade for losing very productive you losing very productive players like diaz was a productive player for them he was a really good utility player christian vasquez like he wasn't great for them but that's a good option to have behind the plate energy type dude i think we for too long for too long we've been saying christian vasquez sucks christian vasquez is a good ball player uh every, every single year there are not many catchers uh this talented 270 hitters with moderate power and, and clutch ability. Christian Vasquez is a guy you want on your team. Yeah, I'm looking at this roster right now. I don't they main they maintain oh they brought back Michael Brantley. Yeah. They maintain the status quo. And brought in they brought and they brought in Jose Abreu. I don't the, the pitching staff is the exact same. It's gonna get worse. I don't know. I don't know. Here's uh, the hard prediction the hard hitting prediction no other Yankee podcast will make. Toronto Blue Jays will finish fourth this year. I, Who's finishing around yeah. them? I think I think the Yankees win the East. I think the Rays finish second. I think not enough people are looking at the Rays rotation, which is terrifying. And John Boyd does great work, but they put out their top five rotations in baseball today, Jake and BBD, and left the Rays off. I think the Rays should be on there. I think the Rays have a better rotation than the Braves. Uh, and the Braves are on both of those, and I uh, disagree, sir. And the Dodgers. I think the Rays have a better rotation than the Dodgers. The Rays also get Manny Margot back, and they get Wander Franco back for a full season probably. I think the Rays are very good. Who finishes third in my East? I'm going to be a weasel. I don't know. But depending – the season's going to go one of two ways, and it's either yes. going to be the Orioles or the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays are going to finish fourth. If everything pans out for the Red Sox, they finish third, and they challenge the Rays for second. If everything pans out for the Orioles, they do the same thing. Yeah. How does it feel? I'm not inspired by the Jays at all. I'm not saying they're going to be bad. The AL East is really good. The Jays could finish with 81 wins and finish fourth. 
Yeah. But I'm not inspired by that team. No. Um, the hype train came for them. Everyone was picking them to win the World Series last year. They had a ridiculous – they were like 10 to 1 odds preseason won the World Series, which is insane. They they didn't make the playoffs the year prior. They haven't had any play, real playoff experience since 2016, and the entire DNA of that team is gone. So, um, yeah, enjoy, I guess, the high expectations that everyone's talking about you because it never works. As somebody who knows from a firsthand experience here, it doesn't work. A uh, couple more quick hitters. Powerball, six hundred fifty-three million. What if New York? What if a New Yorker won? What if a New York Yankees fan won that? Would they offer to pay the luxury tax bill to bring in Shohei Otani? If a Philadelphia fan won it, would we light up the Empire State Building with their photo on top? What would a New Yorker do with six hundred fifty-three million? You'd probably be able to pay rent for a couple of years. That'd be good. A couple of days. Couple <laughs> of days. Um, and uh, we're getting shitty weather this weekend, guys. Jet stream coming south, single digits for like four days. So I don't know what you Yankee fans are doing outside, but probably gonna have to stay inside. Remember the bomb cyclone like a few years yeah, ago? I I that do. was the I worst time going, of my life. I remember going out on the bomb cyclone, and mm. just you never feel dumber than when you're in your twenties. And someone's like, do you want to go out tonight? And you're like, ah, there's something called a bomb cyclone, and it's supposed to be negative 25 degrees. Sure. And then you just <laughs> do it, and then it's like 3 a.m., and you're like, it's negative 25 degrees. I'm getting blown off the road. Why am I out? And you grow up a little bit, and you're like, I didn't have to do that. I just did not have to do that. Uh, you, to do like, you regret the nights that you spend in in your 20s. It's like, sometimes, sure. Most times, no. That was not a night I had to go out. And I guess if you're going to go out with this weather coming, coldest temperatures in seven years, uh, that's going to – you're going to need a lot of whiskey before you go out. So if you're going to pre, pre-game responsibly, don't don't go out without having a buzz on, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's the news update. That's it. We'll talk about – I'll save Super Bowl preview for next week because we want to make sure to be – we, we yeah, want to be fully informed there. Yeah. Um, and, and Joel wants to give his Royals a big fat F, and I'll give his Royals a big fat F on the big screen for Joel. Uh, I am inclined to agree, but that is it. Uh, look at, we did uh we did an hour long podcast during a down week for the New York Yankees where they hired Brad Wilkerson as an assistant hitting coach in 20 minutes, at least was the pasta segment. So that's how you do it. Good to see you too, Joel. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by everybody. Oh. Appreciate your time on the Yanks go yard podcast live on this beautiful Tuesday, Tuesday, not the normal day when we are live that day is Monday and also Thursday at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time. We love to be live during those times. We're live on YouTube. Uh, that's Monday and Thursday, 2 o'clock Eastern, all off-season long during the regular season. Might be switching that up a little bit. And if you miss the stream, if you're not subscribed, which you should subscribe, it's right there. For just hit the button. If you're here now, you made it to the end. Some of you have. We see, just subscribe. Uh, if you're not subscribed, that's something you can do. But if you're not live with us right now and you're listening to this back, you made it to the end, you know that this is available in audio form on all your podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, truly wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner, but you can find me on Twitter right there, at Adam Weiner. But try to be nice to me because I do not want to – I don't want the Boston Beast side of me coming out. I am this close. I am a Red Sox fan, but I was born in New York. I act the same way as you, uh, so don't test me because you know how annoying you are. I'm the same level of annoying – but I like the team that you don't like. And so if you engage me, 
I will sound like you right back at you and you'll eventually be like, oh, no, this is making me feel a little itchy. This is creepy. So just don't do it. I, I want to be a better person. I don't want to talk about Boston sports. Uh, but uh, Jalen Brown, uh, fuck you. And nice job with those free throws at the end of the Knicks game. Uh, maybe instead of your maybe you should do a film session next time on free throw technique instead of watching Kyrie's movie on Amazon. Thomas Carinante, where can the people find you? Uh, you can test me and agitate me at Tommy's underscore takes. I don't really care. Um, Twitter's fun. We'll have a good time. Head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got plenty of content there for you. We're still turning it out. We're figuring it out for you this off season. Uh, talk to us both on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good fun there. Satirical stuff, making fun of people. It's, it's really what it's all about. Um, and until then, We'll talk to you on Thursday. We'll see what's happening in between uh, these next couple days. So uh, hang tight, and we'll talk to you then. Yes, we will. Two beautiful days. Can't wait for the Yankees to hire Michael Barrett as their third string captain. See you guys on Thursday. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.